We do things a little bit differently in the generation service. We usually, rather than a scripture reading, have a scripture video. So today, what we're going to show you is a video that isn't as much a translation of the scripture as it is kind of an overview of the whole Christmas story. Uh, so don't, don't get too caught up in the details. We don't believe that there were Jordans there at the original uh, birth of Christ. But it's a beautiful way of telling the story because it's the story of God becoming a baby told to us through the mouths of children. So enjoy this video. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're gonna have, what? I can't, I can't say it good. Mary, you're gonna have a baby. I, you're gonna have a baby and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not gonna have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager and I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's. Old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem, hand that that you can stay stay is a staple, and then he just pointed the way, and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angel said, "A new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews." The angel was singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise man heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and <laughs> some wipes, and some milk, some <laughs> shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. What a story. 
And it, if you set all of the silliness of the telling behind, it's still an incredibly beautiful story of where the everyday ordinary of what Mary and Joseph were going through actually meets the extraordinary world-changing work of God. And this is the reason we're here. This is the Christmas story that Jesus, who is God, became a little baby, a human in our world. And yet I, I think sometimes we get distracted from that story. It's pretty easy to get distracted from that story with all that goes on in Christmas and with our own busy, busy lives. I remember the first Christmas I ever spent away from home. I opened gifts with my parents that morning and then I had to leave to, uh, to go uh, about 100 miles up to, to see my fiance and open gifts with her after she got out of work. And I remember to this day the disappointment on my parents' faces the first time I was leaving home on Christmas Day. And I know in my head that the Christmas story, Christmas Day is about celebrating the peace and the joy that Jesus brings to us. But from no fault of anybody but my own, when my head hit the pillow that night, what I felt was obligation and guilt. There was something distracting me from the peace and the joy of that Christmas story. And I wonder how often we actually get distracted from the Christmas story. We know in our head this is what it's about. It's about the baby Jesus. And still maybe we get caught in the obligations or we get caught in the guilt of not meeting all of the obligations or we get caught trying to please all of the people in our lives even though we know in our heads that that's impossible and this is about Jesus who comes to bring us peace and joy. So I'm going to ask you this question uh, for all of you to discuss. In this Christmas season, what distracts you from the Christmas story? It could be the busyness, it could be the commercialization or the family, but whatever it is, I want to challenge us to talk about this together and to own the responsibility that we're not blaming other people for being distracted, but if we're distracted, it's actually our fault. So take a minute Three to four, if your family's huge, you can have five or six, but talk about this in your families. Answer that question. See if everybody can take a minute to answer it. Whatever it is that distracts you from the Christmas story, we can praise God that even if that has distracted you, you still found your way here. 
You made it here to hear the Christmas story once again. And we recognize that even though we're so distracted with all of the distractions, with all of the busyness in our lives, we have this God-shaped hole in our heart. That the only thing that can solve the hole in our heart is ultimately peace with God. But sometimes we lose sight of that. And if you've ever lost sight of that, well, the good news is that that's why Jesus came. He came to people who lost sight of what mattered. This is the amazing thing about the story of Mary and Joseph is that they even knew, because the angels told them, they knew that Jesus was coming. They knew that Jesus was going to change the world. He was the Son of God. He was going to be the King of all creation. And yet, what are they doing on the day that Jesus is born? This is something the video actually missed out on, is they're going to be registered for a census. So Mary and Joseph are actually traveling 80 miles with Mary nine months pregnant so that they can go and pay their taxes. They're not getting the nursery ready. They're not having a meeting going over the birth plan. They're going to pay taxes. So they understand the busyness of life. And on their way to Bethlehem, they understand there are plenty of reasons to be distracted from the significance of what is going on because, well, just imagine for a moment, Mary's nine months pregnant. Maybe she had a donkey. We don't actually know that. She might have walked. Her feet probably swollen up like balloons at that point. They get to Bethlehem. They've got to find a place to stay. And who, who knows? Uncle Levi doesn't have a guest room, so they end up in the stable. And then they've got to find the one midwife in Bethlehem to get there to deliver the baby. There's a lot of busyness that happens. And yet when Jesus shows up, all of the busyness stops. We'll go to that next slide and we'll see that when Jesus is born, all of a sudden the story slows almost to a halt and she gives birth to her son and lays him in a manger. And this is the beautiful part of the Christmas story, is it's ordinary, it's every day, and yet it is so beautiful because this is God saying, I want to be a part of my creation. This is God saying, I see that hole in the hearts of my people that only I can fill. I see that my people are not living lives at peace, but they're living busy, busy lives where they're pulled from one obligation to another, and I want to do something about it. And what he does is sends Jesus, who is God, who is human, to bring the two together. He sends Jesus to bring us peace. And it's just like the angel says in that next slide. He says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. To save you from busy lives being pulled from one obligation to another. To be the Christ, the King, who doesn't make you travel across the country to pay taxes. And to be the Lord, the God who created the world to come and dwell with you and bring you peace. Peace and joy that will fill up this holiday season so that our busy lives can stop and we can rest in the peace and joy that Jesus brings. And how did the people in the story respond? Well, this is how Mary responded. She treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Because when she sees the baby Jesus, her life would never be the same because God brought a peace that filled her heart. 
And God brings a peace to you too that is here to fill your heart so that you wouldn't be busy and pulled from one obligation to another, but that you would find your identity not in the way that you have lived up to obligations or in the way that you have fallen short of the obligations, but you would find your identity in the perfect Jesus and the fact that he gives a perfect life to you. You would find your identity in the fact that Jesus has already brought you peace and joy, and you would find a purpose in life, which is to live just the way that God created you to live. Because God sends Jesus to bring us peace and joy. This holiday isn't about the busyness. It isn't about the distractions, but all of those distractions were designed to help us treasure this story in our hearts, to treasure the fact that God gives us a gift better than any gift we've ever had. So I'm going to ask you one more question, and this is, how will you treasure this story in your heart? Not just today, but hopefully today and this time and and next week and the week after that. How will we treasure this story in our hearts so that just like this story actually changes the life of Mary by bringing peace, maybe it can change our lives by bringing peace. And I don't want to lay on you any more obligation and guilt. You have plenty of obligation and guilt already. Jesus comes to bring peace to the guilty. But these, these are just some ideas that you might think about. You could remember your baptism. You could spend time maybe when you wake up in the morning crossing yourself. You could have a conversation today or later this week asking, are our priorities reflecting the fact that Jesus is most important in our lives? You could come to worship here or somewhere else. You could start or end your day in God's Word. We're going to talk about this in our groups. How can you treasure this story in your hearts today? and forward. Talk about that with the, with the people around you. I hope that your families came to a conclusion. If not, there's plenty of time this evening, there's plenty of time tomorrow to continue this conversation. It doesn't have to stop here. But no matter what the conclusion was, no matter what we've decided on, don't let this be an opportunity to lay you up with more obligation and guilt, but just remember that little baby boy came to bring peace and joy. And that little baby boy is not only the reason for the season, but he is the reason for our lives the way they are. He is our entire purpose. He is our entire identity. 
and he came to bring you peace.